Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. You're very welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Hope you had a lovely weekend. The weather's changed a little, but your luck isn't it? Nearly October. Welcome to the show. We have lots of guests. We're packed between now and half past three. So let's get straight to business. It's a life-defining time, yet most of us don't prepare for what? For retirement, I'm talking about. There are two significant aspects to stepping off the daily treadmill, financial and personal. And we're going to focus on both and more besides today in the company of Marianne Heron, a journalist like life coach and author who has experienced and written extensively about retiring. And I'm delighted to say John Grork is with us. He's a pensions expert with Irish Life. You're both very welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Marianne, it's great to have you with us. Thank you for inviting me. Not at all. We've been following you for a while and it's great to have you here with me today. Let me ask you this for a start. Is there such a thing as an ideal age to retire? These days, what you do is you don't retire, you rewire. We're stuck with the old idea of retirement, which meant going off into a backwater. Now you rewire, and that's the title of this book, which is Booklet, which is a guide to how you rewire, sponsored by Irish Life. Great idea because they've put both the life planning aspect, which I'm involved with, and the aspect, the financial aspect. I mean, if you're going to jump off a cliff edge and retirement can be a bit like that, you want to have leap, look before you leap. And you also want to have a parachute, both in terms of what you're going to do for the 2,000 hours a year you've gained, which is going to stretch for two, maybe even three decades, and you want to have your finances in order. So everybody has different ideas about when they want to go. Some go early these days. They've had enough. They want to have a better life balance. Mm. Some people wait until... It's their pensionable age at 66 currently, going to be going up soon. And some people who don't have pension plans actually don't know when they're going to retire. It breeds uncertainty. 
<laughs> you put it marvellously about those three decades or more and all those hours you have to fill. But it is important, you're saying to me, to have a plan. And those hours are substantial. You need things to fill them. There's no such thing as just retiring and stopping. No, and if you one way to think about it, if you think it's now two possibly two decades, if you think of your age from twenty, say to forty and think of all you achieved in those, that, that space of time. You know, you, you, you courted, you got married, you had children, you established your career, the rest of it. You're not going to do nothing for that time. And one of the things about retirement is people tend to think of it as a one-off. You know, you have the office party and then you're on a holiday. It's not like that. It's got different stages to it. Um, it's actually a, a six-stage process And you not only have to have the change and embrace the change, as Irish life so nicely put it, you need to, you need to, what you need to do is, is, um, graduate through those changes, move your internal furniture, which is making the transition. And the stages, which are outlined in in this book, which before I forget to say, as I might, is available through Irish, Irish life's website www.irishlife.ie backslash plan your retirement. Okay, so you start off with anticipation. This is the time when you should start planning your retirement some time beforehand. Then there's the actual event itself. You know, you clear out your office drawer. On that day. How long should that pre-planning period be? In financial terms, John will talk about yes, that. It's very, in, very specific. Yeah. But about five years beforehand, you know, start start thinking okay. about it. All what, right. what is the dream going to be? Yes. You know, what are you actually, who are you actually going to be? Because we so often describe ourselves in terms of what we do, journalist and so on. Yes. So... Then you've had your, your 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 office party, you've got over the hangover, you go into the honeymoon phase, which is when you could be laying a bit of groundwork, but you're not because you're running around having the holiday, playing all the golf you always thought you would and so on. And then suddenly, boom, you hit what I call SMS. Something is missing. What's missing? Funny enough, even if you were very anxious to leave work, it's the very things that work gives you. You know, your identity is very much tied up with your work. Um, you define yourself in those terms often. It gives you, uh, rewards you in a lot of ways, not just financially, but mm. in terms of status, in terms of companionship. And those companions don't necessarily last after you leave work. Um, and so you need to find ways to replace that. Okay, that's go on to the next step. And then, well, the other thing about that is too, um, and there are different ways we outline how you can do that um, in a step-by-step process. And the other thing is that retirement touches every aspect of your life. It touches your relationships. It touches how much money you have. Um, it touches your, you know, health is an issue. Health is a very important issue. And a lot of the things that come up in retirement are quite subterranean. You don't kind of realise about them until you come up against them. Take take relationships, for instance. You know, you, you think you want to spend more time together, but being together 24-7 is, is a different matter. <laughs> 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 Terry... <laughs> 
<laughs> territorial disputes can erupt. It's my kitchen. Why are you always down in your workshop or oh, gone to the golf? Oh. The secrets of many couples' obsess absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, what, they, what, the, what they, some of the psychological experts suggest is that you need to have sort of a... a, a like parallel train tracks, if you like, but obviously with some crossover for romance yeah. as well. Another one, that a hidden one, is that people worry about whether they're going to lose their marbles. We tend to forget, you know, you rush off to the gym and pump iron, but what about pumping mental iron? You know, um, your brain is actually in charge of your whole being. And Professor Ian Robertson of Trinity said the other day, you know, your brain is a predictive machine. If you say to yourself, oh, I'm getting old, it's all going to be downhill now, you know, that it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. Um, so um, that thing of, you know, you worry because you start forgetting things and you say, oh, it'll come to me. And so it will, you know, it's just like a computer that's slowed up a bit, but... One, there is a, 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 there's a lot of myth around getting older. One of them is that you're actually genetically programmed to go old. You aren't. You're genetically programmed to grow to maturity. But ageing is a matter of wear and tear, and a lot of it you are actually in charge of yourself. If you mind yourself, you can invest in your own wellness reserves. And what counts very often is not your actual chronological age, which you can't stop the clock ticking, but your biological age where you can influence it. And the way you can do that is, is free. You know most of it. Exercise, good diet, yes, good friends. Good friends, plenty yes. of social activity, Yes, golf, Vital. fishing, <laughs> gardening. I'm throwing in my own little tuppence words there, if you don't mind. Yes, and don't forget about uh, Irish Life's good advice. Oh, no, no, no. And listen, while we're on that point, let's bring our other guest into the conversation today. I'll be back to you, Marianne. So interesting. John, you're welcome to the show. John Grok, who's a pensions expert with Irish Life. Let's begin at the beginning. There are young people listening to us today, people of every age listening to us. When should you start planning for the pension, John? You're going to be bored to hear this, but it's never too early to start planning for your pension. Ideally, the day you start working is the day you start planning for your pension, but you have to look at it realistically as well. And, And people in their 20s and 30s while it would be great to think they're all putting money into their pension they probably have lots of other things to to, to do with their money such as saving for the house saving for the wedding saving for the, the kids all the other good things that, that really take priority but to to be fair what we would say and come, coming back to Marianne's point it, you know it's never too never too late to start your pension and even once you have started it, it's never too late to talk to an advisor to top up your pension and to make sure you're maximising what you're putting into your pension now, what's the best vehicle? Because yeah. people will say, you know, following on from the great crash of a decade ago on the boom before that, you know, a lot of pension funds ran into trouble. We know that people, you know, when funds make decisions for their yeah. people and that, and there was a lot of heartbreak there. Is putting money away, say you just save, for example, and there are, there's no return on savings, mm-hmm. don't have to tell you that at the mm-hmm. minute. Is that a bad idea just to put money away each week? No, it's never a bad idea to put money money away each week. Absolutely, even no, though it's gaining nothing. It, 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 like, if you have spare money and you're not spending it, you should be investing it, and that money should be invested appropriately as as as, as to how you should be advised. So. 
whether that's in the bank, whether that's into a pension, or whether that's some other investment vehicle, that's up to the advice you okay. should get. So put you away. should always be putting money away and thinking of the rainy day. So what's the best vehicle for a pension? Is it a pension fund? Absolutely a pension fund. Oh, no, no doubts about it. It's the best, and I won't bore you in terms of all yeah. the tax relief, but the tax relief is the main driver here. It's the most tax-efficient way of saving for your retirement. What about 40% relief? Is it, am I right? If you're a top-rate taxpayer, 40% that's what you'll get relief. On it. Your fund will grow free of tax, and you'll be able to take a tax-free sum at the end of it. So it's all about the tax relief. It's all about getting the government to pay into your pension fund. So that that's the really good bit about pensions. Yes, you can save anywhere else, but you won't get that tax relief. You say it's never too early. Is it never too late? You know, some no, people ne- ignore t- this for years. It's, ne- it's never too late. If you're a year from retirement or from your, your, you know, your planned retirement day, you can still get the tax relief on the payment you make that year. So why not do that? But ideally, you should start as early as you can. And it's getting into that habit like it is with any savings thing like it is any, anything really to be honest and Marianne talks about other habits we get to get into but the saving habit or a pension habit is something to get into as early as possible start putting your money aside and it starts working for you and obviously the more money you put aside, the more you have your pot at the end, the better your retirement will hopefully be in terms of the, the monetary side of it. Marion was talking about the personal and psychological and, and the human and yeah. person side of things. But money is, and, and Marion alluded to it at the start, money is a huge thing, right? People fear the drop in income when they reach the age. They do. No doubts about it. And it's uh, one thing I would say with Marianne's uh, piece, um, it's the first time we obviously we in Irish life have been talking about money and pensions for years, but it's the first time I've heard somebody talking about the, the psychological, all the other aspects, but you're absolutely right. The money is one of the huge aspects of it and the drop in income is, is significant for a lot of people. The state pension is just under €13,000. A lot of people probably couldn't survive on just under €13,000. So you really need to have put some money aside and that money can come most often from from, from the pension pot. So... As, as early as possible and as much as you can afford to put into the pot. When you subscribe to a pension, be it one, say that a lot of companies, uh, you know, part contribute to schemes as yeah. well. Some don't. Some people have to do it for themselves. There's a lump sum and a, a, a payment, a, a monthly, weekly or monthly payment involved in every scheme or is it just all based around the lump sum at the end and then whatever you do with that? So so it will depend on where the, where the money has come from. So okay. if you're in a company pension whereby yeah. your company is paying in, you'll get a lump sum and you'll have a choice then okay. of what you do with it. Similarly, if you're paying money in yourself, you'll get a lump sum and a choice around what you can do with it. Now, the choices can vary and the lump sums can vary and that's where an advisor will will, will help you with those sorts of things. But in general, you are going to get on your retirement day a tax-free lump sum and a decision to make about what to do with the rest of your pot. And I suppose that's one of the things we're trying to call out with our campaign is that decision that people have to make. So our research has shown that kind of three out of five people don't know they have a decision to make. So you do have a decision to take at that point in time unless you're a, an expert and as boring as myself and sit around thinking about pensions all day long, you probably don't know what that decision is, so you kind of need help with that decision. And it's the help that that, 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 that financial advice gives you. You're too hard on yourself. Ah, I wouldn't on. call you boring <laughs> at all. I think you're a very interesting man. A lot of people need to talk to the likes of yourself. We have questions coming to us. Keep them coming. I'm going to take a short break. Marianne and John are staying with us on the show for the next while. 086 1800 658 by text or WhatsApp 
1850 if you want to call in or across social media. Have you a question about retiring, about pensions, anything to say? We want to hear from you on late lunch this afternoon. Back in about three minutes, more on pensions. Thank you for your questions. Keep them coming to us and I'll get to as many of them as I can because we're focusing on pensions this afternoon on late lunch with John Gork from Irish Like he Life. He's the finance man and Marianne Heron is here. And I'll tell you, I, I want to say this again, Marianne, to you. Rewire, don't retire is fantastic. It's a great credit to you. I want to say that. It's a really, really good book, so it is. Thank you. Highly recommend it. Just come back to you for a second before we take this. Lots of finance questions there. This time of your life, people may have been listening to us and think, oh my God, you know, when I retire, I'm getting a bit worried now. You know, if I don't do this, don't do that. We want to dispel that. This is a happy, happy time, isn't it? Yes, and it's actually proven. Uh, It's a a worldwide tendency. Even apes have this thing where they, uh, later in life, the happiness, the amount of happiness you experience in your life goes up. The only other time when you're as happy as this is when you're a teenager. You've heard of the midlife crisis. I can tell you haven't had it, Jerry. But Tilda, <laughs> Tilda, who's, who, who are incidentally are partly sponsored by Irish Life, more part of them, um, uh, uh, discovered that happiness here peaks at age 68 and that period from 65 through to 74 is the happiest time it can be so long as you're prepared (laughs) yeah and again coming back to the point this is something to be planned for it's going to come to most of us please god with good health and uh, having a, a job and gainful employment over life it's going to happen Yes, that's why we, I use that word rewire because it moves away from that old concept of withdrawal from life. And when you're freed up from work, you know, you've got oh, your circuitry is very involved with your job, as yours currently is. And when you're freed up from that, you need to change your thinking and rewire your circuitry so you can be who you want to be and do what you want to do and have the time of your life. You've done this. You've been there, wore the T-shirt and still wearing the T-shirt. And well, Did you find it challenging, personally? I found it hugely challenging. I went from being the um, features editor in the Irish Independent, which is a very demanding job, you know, 28 pages of newsprint mm. and magazine to get out every week, to going off and apparently living the dream with the husband in South Africa where he had relatives and wonderful country, beautiful country, difficult politics and you move and you think marvellous and you find a house and you settle yourself in and then what? And that's when the trouble starts and it took us quite some time to work out how to handle the situation and how to do something that worked for us both together. It ended up actually... Um, after my life coaching course, which is not a weekend course, I hasten to add, it's a year-long, lots-of-work thing. Um, thanks to that, and that, a glass of wine and a pizza, we worked out a plan <laughs> where I returned to uh, freelance journalism and the husband took up photography and took the photographs to go with the articles. So we had a ball going around South Africa writing about, you know, travel pieces, the 10 best types of bubbly to drink in South Africa, you know, emu farming, you name it. My husband even drove down to hell for me, a place called De Hell. (laughs) So it was all right. Everything was fine so long as I didn't do the photographic direction. 
just stuck to the writing. It worked well. So it there you are. Well. You yeah. dovetail brilliantly. Let me go back to John with some of these questions. Jerry, in my book, pensions are a waste of money unless you're putting at least 10,000 a year away for 20 years. No, definitely not. You think of the tax relief again. If you're putting aside whatever you can afford to put aside, as I say you can save money wherever you want to save money. But if you want to save it tax efficiently, put it into a pension. If you can save a hundred euro a month, that's great. As obviously, the more you save, the bigger your pot will be. Yes, but it doesn't have to be that bigger there at all. If you can afford to put ten thousand a year in, absolutely do. If you can't, put what you can. Another one. Um, can you ask the man from Irish Live? Yes, it's John Grok today about having to leave sixty three and a half thousand in your fund until you're seventy five. Uh, no pension uh, seller told that when selling the pension. So that sounds like what's called an approved minimum retirement fund, an AMRF. Um, So it's a a restriction required by the government whereby if you don't have, well, actually, if you now have full state pension, you will not require that because the state pension pushes you over a threshold or a limit to, to, to have to have that. If you don't have full state pension or some other form of annuity income, you'll be required to hold that amount aside. But you can still actually take some money each year from that pot. So, Again, for that, for that, for that uh, listener, talk to their uh, advisor, talk to the, the the life insurance company, and ask them can they access part of that pot each year. Uh, building on that next question, yeah. can you take out money paid into a private pension before retirement age? Another question. You can't. It, 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 you can't uh, unless you're moving it to some other pensions vehicle. Um, and the only other unfortunate time you'll get it out is on your death if you die before retirement, which is not particularly okay. one to look forward okay. to. But um, yeah, no, it, it should be moved to another pension type uh, arrangement. I've paid twenty five thousand into a navy. See, it's sitting there, and I'm due to retire shortly. What are my options? options. It'll depend on your your other scheme. So an AVC is an additional voluntary contribution over and above some other pension that this person has. So they might have a company pension with their company. It could be defined benefit or defined contribution. Um, so what you can do will depend. But usually it's back to the same old piece. You can take some of it tax-free and use the rest of it either to buy a pension in the old-style annuity or else leave it in a, an approved retirement fund, so a pension fund that you can draw from each year. Again, talk to your advisor. Definitely. Marianne, back to you. Um, People listening today say who have retirement coming up. Perhaps they retired just a short while ago. Maybe they've retired a few years and they feel they haven't made the connections or rewired. What do you say to them today? I'd say the thing is to... well. Get hold of the booklet. <laughs> look on, look on Irish Life Online. RTFM, and I won't, pr- I won't tell you what those uh, uh, letters stand for. We used to say it all the time in Aircom. RTFM. I'll tell you off air in a minute. Go on, go ahead. <laughs> no, but if you're searching around, you, you've got there are endless things that you can do. But the important thing to do is to find a passion, something that you really love doing, and look at the things that come to you naturally. Look at your your best skills. Look at the things that you do when time passes and you don't even notice it's gone. Um, those kind of things. Get involved in those kind of things. It, you know, everybody's different. Everybody wants something different out of re- retirement. Their motivations are different. Maybe, so maybe some people want to raise the grandchildren, and a lot of people do, spending up to 36 hours, look minding grandchildren. A lot of people also um, volunteer, 22% do, and they get 
Um, and this Ireland's a great place to grow old in because there are endless organisations out there um, uh, and to join up with. And look at the, at the things that the people, the examples we give in Rewire Don't Retire. There are four different examples. Just to give you the flavour of what people get up to these days, somebody who's looking forward to launching her own fashion label somebody who bicycled around the world and then started another job and started a new business, somebody who does wonderful Camino walks, you know, and somebody who retired from being a politician and went back to college and found she absolutely loved it. Yeah. It's a pity she didn't go to college before becoming a politician. <laughs> Better not to say too much about that. Anyway, look, I have to leave it there for today. Where is this brilliant book available from? How do listeners get hold of this? They, well, it's on. It's online at Irish Life, as we mentioned. Yes. Uh, Irish Life backslash uh, plan your retirement, and also you can write to Irish Life and ask for it for a copy of the yes. book itself, a hard copy. You it's fantastic. Go on, John. Yeah. Email us through the website as well, and we we can we'll send you out a copy as well. Okay. You can leave your name and address with on it, and we can send you the hard copy, or you can download it and read it on your phone or on your on your laptop or on your. Yes, and similarly for you, if you want financial advice, same thing again, contact Irish Life. IrishLife.ie, you'll see the big banner at the top, click on that and you'll be told where to go. (laughs) I'm sure we've sorted out a lot of conundrums today on Late Lunch for many people. I'm really delighted you joined me on the show today. Thank you. We'll come back to this, I promise you, again in the future. But for the moment, Marianne Heron and John Grok, thank you both very much indeed. Thanks very much. We have a really lovely prize to give to one of you on Late Lunch this week. And here's the plan. We're going to pick a winner each day and then we're going to pop the five names into a hat on Friday and pick the overall winner. So there's one prize for an overall winner on Friday. Let me tell you what it's all about. Showtours.ie present Oktoberfest in Tralee this October bank holiday. That's the end of October. It's a rip-roaring weekend of music, song and dance with the likes of the Joe Dolan show as it was, the original, just without Joe, international group Richie. Sampson's Drifters the Drifters the songs and music of the Four Tops and the Foundations Dancing with the Stars Cleana Hagen is there in our super band Mary Burner won the X Factor a number of years ago and many many more and there's an unbeatable package deal of three nights bed and breakfast at the world renowned Mount Brandon Hotel Spa and Leisure Centre three evening dinners and the entertainment, all of the shows for just €299 Euro per person. You call Show Tours on 01-253-0563 or you can book online at showtours.ie. Listen to what I have this week on Late Lunch. We're giving away a fabulous weekend with Show Tours at the Tralee Oktoberfest on the October Bank Holiday Weekend. Three nights B&B at the world-renowned Brandon Hotel, three four-course dinners and cabaret and dancing each night with the widely acclaimed, as I mentioned, Do- Joe Dolan Show, The Drifters, Cleana Hagen and many more besides. How would you like it? Two people, two people going to the Show Tours Weekend. We're going to give you a little musical cue clue each day and uh, the answers please to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Have a listen to this. Your mama says that through the week you can't go out with me but when the weekend comes around she knows where we will be. Yes, where will we be? What's the name of that song? A famous drifter song. What's the name of the tune? We want that as your answer, please. 086-1800-658. And you could be heading to Tralee for three nights, dinners, all the entertainment, compliments of show tours, and the best of luck to you with that one there. Now, 
we're going to get real quiet for the next while on late lunch. Indeed, we're not. Why would she stay quiet when she's here on the show with me? You know her well. She's Senior Executive Librarian with the Loud Library Service. Amanda Brannigan, you're welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Derek. You must get, Thank you. Um, you're fed up of me doing that at this stage. <laughs> I'll never do it again. That was the last time ever. I promise. Never, ever, ever again until the next time. Uh, you're welcome to the Thank show. You. Thank you. We have lots to talk about. First off, we're mad curious to find out the fines fines are gone oh, and you told yes. us when this was happening and yeah. all about it how is it working brilliant great much better even than we ever anticipated i suppose there was a fear you know were books never going to come back were people going to you know just stop returning their books but in fairness um it really hasn't and i think the responsibility has put, been put back onto the public and you know and and they're, they're you know i think it's it's people are are coming back to libraries um, more than ever. Our membership has gone up uh, year by year and particularly in the last 2017, 2018 and hopefully 2019 as well. Um, And people are really just delighted. Um, You know, there's no barriers anymore to library access. Fees are also gone, registration fees. Yes. I mean, it's as as I've said numerous times, it's one of the only free things out there at this stage now in terms of events, um, all the events we have, all the services and um, obviously the book lending. There you go. It's great. People said, they did say, people said, oh, you'll never see a book again. They'll run off with them and never bring them back to you. It just shows you that people are responsible and it's uh, been very, very positive. So that's number one. that's great news. You told me as well before. Another, this is a real catch up today. <laughs> the network now, the network within Ireland, all the libraries networked. Yeah, we're on a national system now. We have a, a national library management system. So basically, we share the one catalogue, 33 million items of stock um, across all the public libraries in Ireland and it's just it's just made the service even better and particularly um, in terms of ourselves in Louth we have a couple of small one person libraries in Dundee and Carlingford so for them they mightn't have had the stock um, that some of the bigger libraries have but now they can access the stock of any library in the country um, and for people um, particularly uh, anyone looking for maybe uh, quite specialised stock um, or that likes of book clubs and, and we're going to talk about book clubs but uh, we can now uh, request duplicate copies of books that we would have had to either pay for ourselves and buy or, or we just wouldn't have been able to get. Okay, and you see those small libraries just to get this uh, uh, sorted in my head and maybe in listeners as well if I'm in go into one of those small libraries and, and I look for something and it's not there is the book delivered out to that library oh, for me yeah. to pick up then? Yeah. Yes. We have a national courier system, a distribution system as well, that visits every single branch library in the country. Okay. So it's not that the books are going to the HQ in Dundalk, say. They're, they're delivered to everything within a few days. So oh. it is brilliant. Assuming it's on the shelf of the particular library and if not, it's on hold. Sure, so you're it's, just it's, wonderful I know, people. we're brilliant. Isn't that great? <laughs> it's excellent. But it's coming really on great. to the book club, but the reason, and, and we're going to talk about something that's coming up, but uh, Margaret Madden was here in fr- on Friday, Late Lunch Book Club, and one of the books she was recommending she, she said on air she said I borrowed that from my local library yeah it's brilliant why not yes <laughs> so the book clubs more book clubs engaging with our libraries oh they are and and I think book clubs have really taken off um, in the last few years um, but and, and we would have a, an awful lot of book clubs that within loud that both uh, hold their meetings within the library yep. 
but also we have uh, book clubs who meet outside but would borrow the books from us and particularly now that we're on the national system they know that they can get 8-10 copies of the same title within a few weeks so um, it's brilliant and, and I think book clubs have become really 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 popular um, one of the initiatives we have running uh, we found it this is our second year it's called We County Big Book Club um, so great title uh, but it's all about promoting reading promoting book clubs and we choose a book um, a, ty- a, a book so last year we had um, a Michael Harding book um, you've probably spoken to Michael before great oh, character oh what a great man great character um, this year the chosen book was uh, or is Liz Nugent's Skin Deep um, and the programme is, is a collaborative initiative between ourselves, um, the Drehid Art Centre here in Drogheda, the Thon Art Centre in Dundalk and Creative Spark. And basically we promote the book, we promote reading, we promote um, all aspects of literacy and book clubs. Um, and it culminated and we encouraged uh, the public to read uh, Liz's book over the summer months. Yep. And that culminated in an, an audience with event with Liz Nugent herself in the Drehid Art Centre earlier in the month. And mm. it was excellent. So leading on from that, then uh, the libraries are running um, workshops with Danny Gill um, this week coming now in Dundalk, Drogheda and RD libraries, um, particularly aimed at book clubs. Um, Danny is an audience development officer with the Drehid Art Centre and she also works for Words Ireland who aim to connect writers with audience and stimulate growth in the literary sector. So they're kind of like the middle person between, I suppose, the public and publishers and the literary the whole literary world. So basically she's going to run workshops um where she's going to kind of gauge w- what our book clubs are like, what are they reading, how they pick books because I think I'm I'm in a book club myself and I think sometimes it can be hard sometimes to pick a book because okay mm. do you go for the bestseller? Do you go for a classic? Everyone, your favourite book and my favourite book, I'm sure, are completely different. So it's, you know, and, and everyone has opinions. And, and I suppose that's what makes a, a good book club is various opinions and, and, you know, people like different genres. But Danny, she's going to um, discuss reading habits, book choices and kind of gauge what uh, book clubs and, and members of the public would like to see in terms of um the literary programmes that uh, the library service will roll out in 2020 and maybe look at titles for okay. a possible yeah, it's, book. It's, for it's a brilliant initiative. That's why we have Margaret Madden, so there's no That's arguing. Brilliant. It's her way on the highway and <laughs> we like that. She's always on the mark, I have to say that about her. But look, uh, the the other thing is, in terms of books, of course, are the essence of the library, but audio books, what else? You know, what well, they're else? huge. And the e-services, I know I spoke to you yes. when we first brought in the e-services yeah. and again, they're growing year on year. Um, the e both the audiobooks um, and which you listen to, and then the e-books that you download onto whatever your device are, and the other really great um, service we have is Press Reader. Again, I spoke to you about that before, which mm. is the newspapers. Yes. Um, every newspaper, well, not every newspaper, but hundreds and hundreds of newspaper in the language of the country they're in, the full paper for free, which you can download. And you can do that. That's far better than the people who go into Tesco and open the newspapers yes. and stand <laughs> at the stand for ages reading the newspapers for free. You know who you are. Yes. <laughs> Don't get me going. Anyway, back to uh, yourselves and this week, because really this is a huge week in Loud Library starting yes. tomorrow from the 24th to the 28th. And it's a festival of history. What's the thinking behind this? 
Well, the Loud Festival of History is um, part of the community strand of the Decade of Centenaries commemorative programme. So um, that's in conjunction with the Department of Culture, Heritage and the Gael Tocht. Um, we were able to avail a funding under this strand and we decided to run um, a Festival of History. We ran a smaller version of it last year. It was such a success um, that we're building on it for this year. And we have a whole wide programme um, in all the five branch libraries across the county, plus Dundalk Museum, um, starting from tomorrow. Um, so we're discussing. It's I suppose the idea of the festival is really to look at nineteen the commemorate nineteen nineteen. Yes, and um, I suppose a remembrance of those that died. Um, the struggle in terms of the year of independence, marking uh, the beginning of the first doll. Yes, um, and looking at things in a respectful and part non-partisan and sensitive way and trying to move away maybe from the traditional military and political history of the time and look at things maybe from a loud perspective and um, bring more personal lived histories of the period into Yes, and, and into it play. is a sensitive. I know what you're getting at there. Even though it's quite a bit of time ago, there are still sensitivities oh, around this yeah. that run and deep. And again, everyone has an opinion on it. Of course, yeah. of, of course they have as well. But I think this is, it, it is really great to do this. Yeah. Well done to you for, for bringing this week to us. Thank you. And I and I think it's not just for the history buffs. Yeah. You know, and I, that's one thing I'd like to say. Um, and again, it's free. Everything is free. Yeah. Um, there's something for everyone here. And, you know, there's um, all different types. Of, you know, we're, we're looking at um, uh, current um, topics, uh, engaging with issues of border, the political violence, national identity, women um, in the revolutionary period. Um, we have uh, family in the aftermath of the First World War, uh, revolution in Louds, um, the view from Britain. Yes. Tracing your family history mm. and re- revolutionary um, genealogy. Um, again, the first doll. So it really is with some local um, speakers from the Loud area and then... Um, you know, a whole host of um, different yes. uh, speakers, all experts in their field. And you mentioned two of those smaller, uh, well, three of them actually you mentioned, but I want to mention uh, just Dunlear, Carlingford and Ardy. Tomorrow evening uh, at half past six in Dunlear, Alva Rogers talks about women and the revolution in Louth. Yeah. And at the same time in Carlingford Library, Dr Elaine Callanan is there in 1919, the first doll in the national scene. So those two get the week underway yep. there. And then just to mention Ardy, because I know Dundalk and Drogheda are Central to big, big days there next yeah. weekend. Uh, Catherine he- Healy, Love, Work, Escape, Irish Women in Society. That's RD Library on Thursday at half past six. Those are the outliers, so to speak. Yeah. But when you look at the programmes for Dundalk on, on the Friday and Drogheda on the Saturday, you start at 11, you don't finish up till, till darkness at seven, <laughs> seven, o'clock. 7 o'clock in the night there. So how do people find it without us going through them like road here? Yeah, Where do you find everything it? is available. Um, the whole programme is on our website, um, loudcoco.ie, um, the library page and through our social media we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram um, as I said they're all free, we'd encourage people to book, pre-book so, um, You can do ourselves. that online there Online, yep. um, through through our email address, library helpdesk at loudcoco or ring any of the branch libraries 
Um, they, as you said, we have a whole day running from 11 o'clock until 7 in Dundalk on Friday the 27th. Um, that's actually going to be held in the Dundalk Museum yes. right next door next to the door, library. Yeah. Registration is in the library, but the events, the talks will be in the museum. And then again on Saturday the 28th, um, a, a, sep- a dip- second programme, full day um, in Drogheda. In Drogheda yeah. People don't need, if they feel they can't sit <laughs> from 11 to 7 um, they can come in pop in and out talks are roughly an hour long um, there'll be tea and coffee there'll be refreshments there'll be lunch you'll be well fed and again it's free and, and, and as we said it's not just for the history buffs you know there is something there for everyone and it should be mm. of real interest and also I should mention um, in Dundalk on the Friday we're also running in tandem with um the history talks we will have workshops on tracing your family history obviously one of the um, big parts of our reference library is the genealogy service we provide so we have um, the archdiocese of Armagh records pre-1900 births deaths and marriages and I suppose like book clubs tracing your family history who do you think you are is oh marvellous it, it, it doesn't go away no. um, you know and, and, and it's huge so we're just giving a little taster sessions obviously you know, you can, you're not going to find uh, who your great, pa- great grandparents were in 10 minutes, but, yes. you know, it's a taster and, and, and it's about us being able to showcase what we have and what we can provide for people. Um, um, we were talking just before you came on about retirement I there heard. and I was just thinking, like, there's something now, oh, you know, yeah. f- you know, when yeah. people are looking to um, be active and do yeah. something new. It's not a walked, great thing. If you walked into Jerry now, that's what you can do when you retire. Okay. You come down to Dundalk uh, <laughs> to the reference room someday and go in and look at the amount of... Um, I won't say older people, I would say retired people yes. that are pouring over all the old newspapers and they're, so many of them decide to suddenly write a book or yeah. uh, they're, you know, it's they're another angle, yeah, isn't it? researching the local yes. fishing club or their <laughs> football club and they're using all the all the local history um Mm. you know resources that we have you know it's all there and it is it's a great way even just to pour through the old newspapers you could spend a happy few hours just looking at photographs so enlightening and and a wonderful uh, thing to do as well just before we finish up the book the book, the book will always be the book. Oh, absolutely. I always say that, you know. I, yeah. You'll never, you, no, it'll never go away. And I mean, even though the e-resources are always, um, you know, they're being promoted constantly and, you know, the the statistics in terms of people borrowing the e-resources is increasing. But also, you know, the hard copy book, that's never, ever going to weigh. And I think anyone who reads will, no matter how big your tablet is and it's handy for your holidays and everything, no. Smell of a book. Ah, oh, you just can't beat it. I yeah. say here, here to that, and I hope in a hundred years they're still saying the same when we're all long and got long <laughs> gone. But that's for a long time down I the guess. road. Um, let me remind you again: this festival, Loud County Council Festival of History, twenty fourth to twenty eighth of September, and the information, as Amanda said, available loudcoco.ie forward slash libraries, or you can call oh four two nine three five three one nine zero as well. I wish you well. Thank You're you. fantastic Thank people. You. Thanks a million. Keep on lending. Thank you. See you soon. Yes, leaving the fray there and how to save a life. Lives are saved, but all else lost. My next guest on the show is Sabina Schneider, and she joins me now. Afternoon, Sabina. Hello, afternoon. Thank you for taking our call at this difficult time for yourself and your brother, Carl. Last Friday, tell us what happened. Well, it was around one thirty, and we were coming home from shopping. And um, basically, uh, I was putting in the shopping into the kitchen. While my brother went up to the bathroom, 
and he put everything in the in the bedroom of what we had, the handbags, the phones and everything like we used to. And then he went into the bathroom and he went out again back to the car to fetch some more shoppings. And I was just going into the kitchen again and was because I needed something from the bedroom, I went upstairs and then part of the carpet and the bedpost was a fire. And I said, oh, my God, fire in the house. And I called out to him. I tried to tear the bedclothes down from the bed to smother the fire somehow. But it didn't work. So I called out to Carl and said, I need a fire extinguisher. Make it quick. And he bought the fire extinguisher, but the damn latch wouldn't go off. So at that point, it had already gotten very smoky, very hot. And... We were just being able to run for cover because it was too hot. I couldn't see. I couldn't breathe. Um, it was impossible to retrieve anything. So it happened as quick as that. In an instant, really, the fire broke out upstairs where you were staying. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you've lost most of your possessions. Yes. Uh, I don't know if there's anything we can retrieve, we can retrieve from the house. We just have to wait for the insurance to go in. Um, Maybe later, around 3 o'clock, there will be somebody so we can uh, get into the house and see if there's anything that we can retrieve. So far, my handbag and my car keys would be great. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure they would. Essentials in terms of of living daily life. So I know yourself and your brother have been living in Ireland for a number of years now. You were in an Airbnb in Fitzherbert Wood in Navan. Yes, that's right. How long are you there? Uh, for a couple of months, I believe, six months or something like that. Okay, you've been you've been staying there, and mm-hmm. with with this, you are really left with nowhere to stay and no possessions either. How have you managed since Friday? Where have you been? Huh, it it was only it was only because of that one police officer who who called into the Art Boyne Hotel, and the Art Boyne Hotel would put us up for one night without charging us because otherwise they said we were booked out. Uh, so they took us in for the night without charging us, and they fed us during the day. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm also very thankful for the fire brigade to send us off to the. Um, hospital in Evan to have us checked out um, and at that point the hospital staff collected some money for us and the lady at the reception from the art point gave us uh, uh, 20 euros so we could get along a little bit more and also the manager of the art point hotel was really very nice uh, he said if you need anything if you need internet access if you need help we phone around for you um, and he also brought in uh, the local TD. So he has helped us with charity clothing and everything just to keep us on track, for which we are very grateful. So people have been very kind. Of course, that's Councillor Alan Laws, who's been a great help to you. I want to mention him today. Yeah. There's been a huge outpouring from the community. So, but practically, where are you going to stay? Where have you stayed? You were one night in the Yardbine. Where are you going to stay tonight and then the coming nights? Uh, so we are booked into the... Um, uh, Skeleton Lodge, uh, which is just up the road okay. from where we're staying before until the 27th. But then I have to see um, what 
what will be um, or how we can go on because money is a little bit scarce at the moment mm. uh, because I had some money in the room but that <sighs> went up in flames. You lost also. it as well. Oh yeah. my, oh my. Even cash, all your belongings, phone, yeah. handbag, car keys, everything is gone. Um, yeah. So, Look, I wanted to say today how sorry I am to hear about this and to acknowledge the help that you've got locally there in Navin mm-hmm. uh, up to this point. But you could do it. Pla- You're looking to stay somewhere now more permanently. Is that the idea? Yeah. Yes, that's the general idea. Yeah, mm. but it's it's a it's a bit difficult to find something in the in the situation, um, because the prices are um, very high at the moment mm. and. Um, with with a a bit of a decent house or an apartment, you would be looking at one thousand to one thousand six hundred for 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 a month's rent plus deposit, yeah. which would relieve you somewhere over three thousand, mm. and you have to have that cash yes. net value in hand. Okay, and which, that's that's why Airbnb suited you. Would another Airbnb suit you if you could get one? Yes, it would do for the moment because I have no other possibility um, yeah. I, um, or anything else. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I would probably have to go on with that. Yes, okay. Right. Well, look at uh, we we put it out there to our listeners this afternoon. I know you're working and your brother is in the process of of changing jobs as well at the moment. You've been mm-hmm. in Ireland for quite a number of years and yeah. in Navin for the for the last while as well. If anybody can help in County Mead at all, Sabina and Carl, her brother, the Schneiders have been left with nothing. They really have been left with nothing and they're looking for uh, accommodation. That's the number one priority at this point in time. Let's see what happens if somebody picks up and it would be great. I wish you well Sabina. Thank you so much. Not Thank at all. You. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye. There you are. The fire just happened in an instant. It just shows you and uh, everything gone. If you can help them at all, we can put you in touch with them. They're in desperate, desperate need of assistance and we are great people for helping. I know that. We always are. Uh, if anybody can do anything at all, it would be appreciated and you can only imagine when Irish people are abroad, our children or our relatives and something happens and there's kindness, what it means to people to find themselves in that situation and I'm sure people in Ireland they have been they have been in Navin and Alan Law is well done to you and everybody over there they have been already but if you can help you heard that cry for help today from Sabina if you can do get in touch with us 1800 uh, 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text so you can call in and leave your details we'll put you in touch 1850 heading to our next break and I have a returning guest for you yes Mr Roy Taylor you know him well he's back he's a brilliant new project Afoot, and he's going to tell us about it in a few moments. He's back on late lunch today, and I have to say, looking so well, Roy Taylor. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> a pleasure, absolute pleasure to be back. I have to say, listeners, I was here in June. This man said, "I want you back here when you're doing your own initiative." Here I am, delighted. Thank you. <laughs> Is this important, you know, to have this focus at this time on your journey? Oh my God, this is massively important. You recall, I'm back, I was here in June, I was the ambassador for Drink Tea for MND, which is the Irish Motor Neuron Disease Association. Now, they're a wonderful organisation. They are kind of the ground troops. When you're diagnosed, they're usually the first port of call. They kind of help people with, if you need, specialist nurses, specialist equipment, etc. But I went, wanted to go beyond that with my own initiative, which is Research Motor Neuron. So we set up our own initiative, 
with my son called Watch Your Back MND. And it's all about research. There's massive optimism. We had a launch just over a week ago. We had celebrities there. There's a real buzz in the room. Did you keep the box in gloves? Unfortunately, as much as we would have loved to, <laughs> they went. We got great money for them. Oh, Katie Taylor's oh, gloves. what an angel. Yeah. I mean, listen, she's a true champ. I'm sure she has a pair put by for you. You, need, <laughs> you don't have to make it public here today. That's between oh. you and her. I'll leave that with you. Jerry, I have to tell you, I must tell you, we, our manager was so kind. He said, yeah, drop out. We thought we were going to be in a queue. She was there to meet us for lunch. Yeah. We brought out a pair of cheap boxing gloves. So we get her to sign these. She says, hang on a minute. Went out to the car herself, brought in our world professional fight-worn gloves. Her manager's jaw drops. Says, Katie, do you know what they are? She says, yeah, but this is a good cause. Now, doesn't that sum that lady up yes. for everybody? Well done, Katie Taylor. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful ah. gesture. Um, for you... I said to you a few moments ago when we were just chit-chatting before we went on, how how are you doing and uh, wh- uh, what's medication situation yeah. like? And you told me there's very little really. There, unfortunately, to now, there's been very... There's one drug which is available for the last 25 years. Now, that, Smarties and M&Ms would give you more or less the same boost. Really? Unfortunately, not great. But now... There's a lot of optimism. There's a lot of new trials happening. And this is what my new campaign's about. Watch Your Back M&D is aligning ourselves with Research Motor Neuron, headed by Professor Orla Hardiman at Trinity College. Um, our aim is to get as many people in trials as we can. At the moment, only 8% of people qualify for trials for various different reasons. For example, I don't qualify. Uh, Why, Roy? The, 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 the drug companies kind of set the uh, the bar. For example, I, I have respiratory problems, so I sleep with a, an NIV machine, which is a non-invasive ventilation machine, so that disqualifies me. Your age, how far down the line you are with the disease, so many factors. So what we're doing is we're going to reverse that. We're going to have over 90% of people on trials. Now, the big thing is we're raising money, and I brought up this song we'll talk about it in a minute, because... It costs 18000 per patient to go on this trial. It's a lot of money. A lot of dosh. But it can be done. It sure can. And the generosity. I mentioned it a moment ago in the case of Sabina. We were talking to there who had the unfortunate fire. But I see it here time and again. The Irish people are very Incredible. generous. I mean, they are. You wouldn't believe it. Mm. The things they do. Incredible. It's just we have that in us. It's a very special trait that, that we have. How are you? you I want to listen today. You, you brought yeah. your own chair with you today. Yes. Uh, not, not, it's not a wheelchair. Said, no, no, no. It's a stool. No, you walked in. Now that said, yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely a bit wobbly. On, I'm a bit of a yeah. bit of an Elvis Presley going on now when no. it comes to walking. <laughs> my lovely wife Lisa here with me. me Lisa's I, here today and she won't talk to me. She no, said, no, 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 leave it to the man. She's like that with me a lot of times, so don't talk to me. <laughs> but, uh, so I have the stick and I get about hands and arms a bit weak. Voice is still fine, thank God getting about, doing a lot and I'm doing as much as I can for this cause. It's so, so important and it's very important that people realise the campaign now is watchyourbackmnd.com if they want to donate and the money goes to Research Motor Neuron. 
that's so critically important. Mm. They know that. Orla Hardiman, may I say, is a wonderful lady. She was here with me for a lengthy interview she a few years back. She's an amazing woman. There's a line in the song about her. Is there? Yeah. You brought her into it as well. Yes, she loves it. There's a line in the song called, it goes, My professor, God bless her. She's working out a cunning plan. So she loves that. We actually presented her with a T-shirt saying, My professor, God bless her, at the launch in the Shelburne. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. <laughs> hey, there ain't too many professors have been included <laughs> in the lyrics of a song. I can't think of any, you know no, what I mean? This is no. certainly uh, a, a new one on me. The song itself, putting it together, did that take you long? Not really. Actually, it was last Christmas mm. I decided I wanted to do something. So you wanted to come at this from a completely new angle. Unfortunately, Jerry, as you know, when you try to do something for charity, there's so many people out there, all good causes. You look at the TV, every ad break, the donkeys with the bandy legs. Yes. The cats, the dogs, yes. the poor people everywhere. Dirty water, all the diseases, all very well worthy causes. But it's so hard sometimes you're having your fish fingers and chips and someone's saying, please give me four euro. You nearly feel like you don't want to eat your dinner. Mm. And I, don't get me wrong, there's, they have to do that. Yes. Crying out because they need the money. But I wanted to come from a different angle. And for the first time ever, nobody in the world with motor neuron disease has ever done this. I'm bringing, using the power of music, I've written a song about the disease called Watch Your Back M&D. Now, a lot of people say, geez, you could have come up with a happier subject. <laughs> but when you hear the song, you'll see where I'm coming well, from. Well, we have a listen. Yeah, why well, We not? have a listen. We, we have yeah. it here and all. So let's listen to this song, Watch Your Back M&D, by Mr Eurovision, <laughs> multi-talented entertainer himself, Roy Taylor. Have a listen. Who's that guy in the mirror looking out at me? His eyes are gray and his face a little thin. My, my, Grim Reaper, what have you given me? Is it a stroke? Maybe I'll choke. Oh no, it's MND. the hell it ain't gonna stop me you kick my ass I'm gonna kick yours you better watch your back MND my professor God bless she's working out a cunning plan between you and me You'll soon be history You better watch your back M.N.D. For too many years You've been in control Nothing we could do or say
Mr. Roy Taylor, <laughs> you are sounding better than ever. You're cutting all of us. Well, you see, this is the thing. You see, I, you may you hear references to ALS yeah. in the song because in the States, they call motor neuron disease amyolateral, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. I try and say that after a few points. So ALS, which is a form of motor neuron disease. So I had to make references to it because I'm hoping as the first guy ever with this disease to do anything like this you're going to get guys and say hey that guy's got ALS let me hear that I got to see this and open the doors open the door and see come on come on board we can beat this disease with the right amount of money I believe after well, I've heard the song a, a number of times we love it let me mm. say this we Thank love you. it and I'm delighted to air it here today on Late Lunch and let others hear it as well you have opened up something huge here, let me tell you that, because just so. when you mentioned that with the stage, but come back to the song and the music. Can you beat oh, the big yeah. band? It's great, and they are Jazz. fabulous musicians. Oh my, your sons are on this. My, my sons, Adam and Terence, are playing on it. My son, Terence, he arranged the chords. Uh, we had Ronald Dooney arranged the brass. Peter Eads, my great friend in Jump the Gun, he played on it, recorded the vocal, he produced it. He's an amazing guy. Mm. Well, you're an amazing guy, let me say as well. Don't be detracting for that for one <laughs> little little minute, because a little birdie who's here in the studio mm. told me yeah, his wife is here with him mm. today with us just to say yeah. Lisa's here. The video when the video was to be made, you weren't in great shape, but it uh, wasn't beaten yet. Yeah, I re- I didn't realize the day we started to shoot the video, which was in Swords Castle, Fingal County Council were excellent. By the way, they gave us the the location. Uh, I wasn't feeling good. I didn't realise till I got home I had pneumonia. So I was in hospital after that for a couple of weeks, which unfortunately weakened the legs a bit. Mm. But hey, keep her going. A real pro, isn't keep he? Keep her lit. You know Get yourself. the video done and then we look ah, after yeah. the rest a little bit later on. As I say, when the fridge door open, the light goes on. <laughs> you know? Now there's a number of ways to support you and mm. the trials and this through this wonderful song Watch Your Back MND firstly you can download it of course you yes. can download it on all the usuals yes Apple Amazon Google Play all of them places now the thing is we know that doesn't generate a lot of money the main reason for the song is to raise awareness and to show look there's a guy he's got motor neuron disease I'm telling all the guys out there all everyone that has it listen we can beat this. We need money, we need funding, we need the trials on a bigger scale. So look at me, I'm doing it, come and join me. So if people want to then offer support yes. in other ways, by fundraising, by donations, etc. The how? money goes to watchyourbackmnd.com. You can donate there. Okay. you got to watch your back, mnd.com. <laughs> <laughs> There's a live, a live jingle. <laughs> I don't think ever, anyone ever sang a website, and they're usually going www. You know what I mean? Rather than actually singing, that's absolutely brilliant. Go back. You mentioned you're about a year and a half. You yeah, know, yeah. into this I'm diagnosed this stage. almost a year and a half. I think I have it about two, two and a half years. Um, it was interesting as at the launch in the Shelburne Hotel. Uh, 
just about eight or nine days ago. That's when we launched the video. Got a massive standing ovation. There's lots of celebrities there. Doddy Weir, the famous Scottish rugby player, who's not too happy today. Oh, he's not happy at all. But it was lovely to meet him. He has motor neuron disease. And it was great having him there. As I explained to Doddy when he was there, I said, Doddy, I'm so glad you're here, mainly because you're probably the only man in the room I can ask to give me a hand with me fly in the toilet and I won't won't get a strange look. (laughs) He liked that. <laughs> he never lost or never will that sense of humor. He's the, he's the twinkle in his eyes. He's a devil McHare. He always was. You, you know it yourself. But look, a year before that, I remember last time you were here saying that you hadn't been good and you'd been up for all these tests mm. and everything and there was a real suspicion or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Look it. There's no easy way to say it when you're told this is your diagnosis. Mm. You have two things you can do as I said this before. You can roll up in a ball or roll up your sleeves. I say, what am I going to do here? So you get up, you say, hey, you're not having it all your own way. Mm. Listen, you bit me, I'm going to bite you back. So there we go. And by the way, every little fundraising people do, I often say this, be it a cake sale, a raffle, a walk, a race, a run, anything, every little bit, you're sticking a pin in the backside of M&D. And you believe one day with the emphasis that you're bringing to this and helping to bring to this with Dr. Hardiman, with the worldwide campaign. Because one day we'll drive a sword through his heart. And when somebody gets that word like you, it won't be that, you know, bad of a diagnosis. It's difficult, I know, well, but there will be real hope. I'm looking forward to the day when I replace Watch Your Back MND with a different word, MND. Yes. <laughs> Keep it to yourself at five, <laughs> at five to three in the afternoon. Yes. You're all right, Roy. You can exactly. let fly when I, when I take down the feather there in a minute. Look, it's great to see you. Delighted to support you, Thank you in Jerry. any way we can. You guys have been tremendous. Oh, not at all. We're By the way... Listeners, I have to tell you very quickly, look away from your radios now because you're going to get very embarrassed. Normally in the studio there's a red light to show you're in live, but Jerry's face is going to go red now so he won't need it. Every interview I'd done over the summer, people said the best presenter was Jerry Kelly. Oh, listen, I am. Look at him, the colour of that bloody microphone now. That's a fact. Anyway, I'll fix you up when we're finished. Right, Right, thanks so much. Love you to bits. Anything we can ever do for you, you know, that door is always open here on LMFM Radio. Thanks so much. Best of luck, Roy. Thank you, Jerry. Your mama says that through the week You can't go out with me But when the weekend comes around She knows where we will be don't want that to end. I love that song. Yes, the drifters kissing in the back row of the movies. Una Burns, well done to you. Una's in Carrick Cross this afternoon listening to us and you're in the hat on Friday. What am I talking about? Yes, October Fest in Tralee, the October Bank Holiday. Showtours.ie are presenting this wonderful weekend. If you want to get on board, you've got to call them 01253 0563 or you can book online showtours.ie 
is the detail. Click on that, showtours.ie, and all the information is there. They have a fantastic weekend lined up, and we're giving away on late lunch this week three nights stay at the world-renowned Brandon Hotel, three four-course dinners, and the cabaret and dancing each night for two people. Una, you're in the hat on Friday. We'll have another musical clue for you tomorrow. And make sure to listen in. If you pick up the right answer, we could draw your name and it could be you on Friday and you could be heading to the Oktoberfest at the end of October. The back row of the movies. Do you remember, Louise? I'm thinking back to you, the story we were told on late launch by that lady. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember her name. Do oh, she's fantastic. About going to the movies when she was, what, she was only 16 or something and she was working in a... Bakery in Drogheda. A, a shoe shop, was it? Or a bakery or something in Drogheda. And she went to the Abbey Cinema, was it? And she met your man in the back row of the movies. <laughs> and what was it, 50 years on or something? Oh, she met him years again and in years the later, She Cathy. met him in the Moorland and told us the story of... Brilliant. She was in the Moorland with her daughter and maybe her granddaughter and she spotted him across the Moorland <laughs> all these years later and he came over to her because she ran out of the cinema. Do you remember? She made her excuses. She went to go there to the toilet There was a lot of smooching in back. the back row and she went to the loo yeah. but she never came back and let him there and he, he came brilliant. over to her in the Moorland. Do you remember the line? <laughs> well, did you get home safely? I see you got home safely, yeah. <laughs> oh, she was brilliant. Kissing in the back row of the movies is rice. To say it still happens, of course it does. So the movies, people love going to the movies. But uh, remember the usherettes? They'd be shining the light and you know messing in there. Do you ever remember the usherettes? <laughs> no. They never hear of an usherette. I've heard of them, yeah. I don't remember them. With though. the lights. Come on, come on, no messing like in there. Detectives. They'd be shining the light on you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the Catholic Church in skirts. Oh, sorry, that's none I'm talking about there. But usherettes, there was no, there was be none of that in the back row of the movies. You know yourself, it was it wasn't allowed in this country. It didn't happen. It never happened. How did you get round it then? In Ireland, <laughs> I never went. <laughs> 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 Anyways, we'll go back to that another time. <laughs> it's head to a break on late lunch this afternoon. I'm slightly pink, Mr. Kelly. Uh, sure, look at. <laughs> I wonder is there a story there I'll have to dig into my my history on that one anyway next on Late Lodge after the final break of the day Eric Lawler he lives in Trim and he's going to tell us a lovely little story about his brother the late Sean Lawler it's almost a decade since actor Sean Lawler passed away and his brother Eric who lives in Trim is planning a very special evening with some unseen footage of the actor to mark the anniversary and Eric is on the line Eric nice to talk to you again Hiya, Jerry. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Um, there's a very interesting aspect to your late brother. And before I get to that, God, he was all too young. He was only 55, Eric, when he passed. That's right, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, it's sad, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, he uh, he got a, a, a small cancerous growth on his kidney and sadly he diagnosed in June and he left us in October, so... Oh, my, 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 he didn't get get much time at all. Tell us about this play called The Watchman. Uh, Sean uh, was an all-rounder, as I call him, in the arts. And uh, when he, uh, back in the 80s, he was writing uh, this little uh, play. And uh, it was that good. Uh, he, he, he submitted it to the Abbey. And the Abbey were that impressed that they put it on that summer in a lunchtime production because it's a it's a fifty minute long play, mm. and it stars Johnny Murphy from the Commitment. Uh, Joey the Joey Lips. Lips, yeah. And it went on tour and it did its business and it was went it was uh, ran all over the place for about a year. It was shown in London and all over the place. But RTE r- recorded it uh, one evening. Uh, 
and they never aired it. And it, it sat on a shelf in RTE with Johnny Murphy <laughs> playing the lead role for the last 32 years. And I rang RTE last Christmas because I knew it was recorded and I see could I track it down. And lo and behold, they, they saved it. And they sent me the copy. So for, in 32 years, we're going to have a special showing of Sean's play, The Watchman, starring Johnny Murphy in Brogan's uh, trim on the, his anniversary is the 10th of October. And all are welcome. There's tickets available free on Eventbrite. But not only that, we're going to have a couple of songs from Leah Barnival, who you all know from Britain's yes. Talent. Uh, she's going to come along and do a couple of numbers and Don Baker's going to entertain us afterwards and it's all free on the 10th of October but to see the show I watched the play myself here only the weekend and you'll laugh and you'll cry and you'll, you'll, you'll it's just one of those lovely little uh, masterpieces uh, that was um, made way back then What a great story this is that it's still there 32 years later and it still hasn't been aired and you're bringing it into public view in Trim it, it really is uh, wonderful it, it is fine wine it's a real fine wine we have to say worth a lot at this stage Eric which will be uncorked on that night but listen tell us a little more about uh, about John because he, 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 he had a part in Braveheart oh, He was yeah he played Mel Gibson's father uh, when Mel Gibson was a child. And uh, he's in the first, I think, half hour of the movie before and Sh- Sean gets killed off. And uh, We always say, Jesus, you ever get to the end of a movie? You know, <laughs> you know get killed off in the first half uh, hour. Look, all great <laughs> actors have to suffer that fate at one time or well, another. But he played, and, and ironically, of course, a, a lot of it shot in the trim area as well. Yeah. Here's the thing. He he did shoot scenes in the Titanic, but they never made it to the screen yet. We checked it out. He's on the credits. That's correct, yeah. He spent nine months. He said it was the best paid gig of his life. <laughs> he spent nine months in Mexico, uh, not Mexico, sorry, in uh, Rosarita in uh, Mexico, uh, shooting uh, uh, quite a big scene from the movie. And uh, he ended up in the cutting room floor, as they say. They, they had to cut the movie back so much. They, uh, he didn't. He's not in it, but... He still gets a credit, so he's one of only, I think, three actors that you get caught out in a quiz now if they ask the question, who Irish, many Irish actors starred in the film that won the Best uh, Picture Oscar, and uh, he's one of only three that he can say he was in two. He's, there you go, and uh, <laughs> that will never, you know, that stands for eternity, as they say. I know he's very close to Gabriel Byrne, and a oh, connection are, with yeah. our Rukhtaran, Michal O'Higgin. That's correct. Uh, he had, uh, when uh, when he started out uh, in his career, he, he worked in a place, a theatre company in Dublin called Focus. And the Focus uh, main teacher was, um, uh, what's the guy from uh, the Dubliners, the guy who died in the brain hemorrhage? Uh, Luke Kelly? Luke Kelly's wife. I don't know her name, I can't remember it, but it was his wife that was the teacher. And she taught Gabriel and she taught Sean. And believe it or not, I believe she taught... Uh, uh, Sabina Higgins Michael's wife yeah our president's wife, wife. they're all in one class mm, mm. I think I went doing their trade but uh, yeah it's interesting it's a very good uh, production in fact that it's shot in colour as well yeah and it's, it's in perfect condition great and I guarantee people will have a, a really good night and uh, there's only uh, 150 uh, tickets for the event yeah right but they're all free but 75 of them are gone. Okay, so there you are. Your <laughs> time is of the essence. The 10th of October in Brogan's in Trim.
That's it, yeah. And tickets on Eventbrite. Eric, have to leave it there. Thank you for joining me today. Appreciate it. Jerry, thanks a lot. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Eric Lawler there speaking to us from Trim about his brother, Sean. That's it on Late Lunch. First day of the week done and dusted. We leave you in the company of the Bangles. Walk like an Egyptian. Come back tomorrow. We won't be talking pyramids, but lots of other things, I promise you. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.